0: What up? This is Bike Racing Weekly. My name is Rick, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Ryan. And we're here to talk about what's going on in bike racing this uh, week of April, third week of April. We're going to see what's happening. Uh, We're checking in before a big weekend of racing. Athens Criterium is going to be going on this weekend, which is probably one of the biggest criteriums, maybe even biggest bike races that goes on in the United States. When you talk uh, Criterion racing in America, Athens Twilight's always going to be brought up. It's one of the biggest races of the year. It's the fastest race in the year uh, in the year by far. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty exciting day. It caps off uh, a week of what's called Speed Week. So, um, you know, criteriums almost every day. Uh, kind of around uh, you know South. I think there's a couple of races in like South Carolina. Uh, Athens itself happens in Georgia, not all the details there, but you kind of get the picture. It's a big week of racing, so we're definitely going to be talking a little bit about, about that. We're going to be looking at uh, you know, maybe a little bit of history of Athens, who's going to be showing up to the race, who are our predictions, since we love making armchair predictions on bike races, and then, uh, yeah, kind of roll from there. But uh, before that, we'll kind of jump into a couple other things. Uh, Ryan, uh, what are you doing? Are you riding your bike at all? Yep, I'm riding my bike. Uh, this week, um, I actually acquired a pair of carbon wheels. Oh, fancy. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he was having issues with it. The rear wheel was all messed up. The spokes were um, just super loose and stuff. One of them was almost falling out. So you thought you'd do the, uh, you know, the good friend thing and take this uh, shanty pair of wheels off his hands? I would take them off his hands because... He, You're just a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a great guy. Well, I fixed it. Now I got a new pair of wheels. Um, but the 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 issue is is my bike is a few years old now. Yeah. And uh, I have 25 millimeter Corsas on there. Uh, that hard that don't fit my frame now. I have like, a few millimeters of space on each side, uh, but when I put any kind of power down, the the carbon all flexes, and it, it rubs the sidewall of my rear triangle. Oh, so your bike is, like, from the dark ages, of when uh, when the frames were designed around 23-millimeter tires for, for racing. Um, yes. Back in, what, 2014? So Yeah. Like four years old or something like that? So I've, I haven't had this issue before because... I haven't had like a set of wheels wide enough to do it, where it pushes the tire far out. Yeah, yeah. But these are wider rims on top of the, the carbon flexing as well. Right. So I think I might have to go back to twenty three millimeter tires. Oh, I mean, you know, I don't know. You think it's gonna be like, make that much of a difference going from twenty three to twenty five? We'll find out. Yeah. Um. We'll find we'll find out once you to lay, lay it down in a, in a corner. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe uh, just um, with the wider rim, it'll, it'll give me enough width that I won't notice the difference. Yeah. It really hurts that I can't use my 25mm courses, though. Well, yeah, those, so, I, I have a, a pair of 25mm courses on my bike right now, and uh, this, they've got to be the best tire I've ever had on a road bike. They, they corner... Beautifully, like at a race this weekend, really tight corner. I just never had to think about going into it. It was just so smooth every single day. Yeah, was I, awesome. I love my courses. Um, yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, that, that, that would hurt not being able to use those. So a bit. maybe I'll, I'll put a bit. them on. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably keep them eventually. You're gonna, you're gonna use yeah, them. eventually. I'll, I'll get use out of them, but for now, I'm gonna use my like 23 millimeter tires. Be fine, yeah. I uh, I got a I got a bike fit this week. Oh yeah. Okay. Pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I've been having some hip issues and leg issues, so I went to my doctor, and he recommended, uh, uh you know, I go get like a, a full like super fancy bike fit. I've always gotten bike fits in the past, but they've typically been. I don't know. You know, just kind of eyeball. pretty pretty precise, but you know, done by a bike shop, but definitely not like the, the super in-depth, uh, bike fit. So this one was kind of cool. It, it actually had, so I went to, I went to in Madison. So shout out to those guys. I think they did like, an awesome job. Um, they actually have a, a bike or a trainer that they put you on that not only does it measure the left, right balance, but it also shows where in the stroke your power is coming from. So you can literally see like on the bike and you know, is, is am I using my hip too much? Like, is that what's being overworked? Is you know some part of my stroke weaker than another part? Um, it was pretty cool. It was like definitely the most in-depth like fit I've ever had, and came away with it with some pretty pretty nice changes on the new saddle. So I had to go something a little bit wider because I have a big butt. You had a really thin saddle. Oh there. I literally have the opposite of what I had before. So I had about the most narrow saddle you could think of. It was like sitting on the edge of a two by four. It I don't know why I thought that was everybody has it I, I it must have been like a trend that's changing yeah. now. That everybody has thin saddles. Everyone's running like 134 millimeter width saddles where nobody has thinner saddles. there's thinner sit bones than like a hundred forty. I don't know where that came from if that's kind of like like the pro like you know like how a lot of things start where oh it's super pro to have like a thin saddle, I've never heard of that before, but yeah. all I can imagine is like well, that's sets. changing now. Yeah, like maybe saddle width started, you know, when they were making saddles for like 125 pound petite, you know, Italian men, and we just never really changed, and you know, now you know, I, everybody's got different sit bones, but I went considerably wider, and I don't consider myself like a super like, like, uh, broad, wasted person, like, you know, wide hips, that's what I'm saying. You don't think... I don't have burtheners. Yeah, you don't think of it. But most people have wider sit bones. Yeah. I, anyway. I have a, uh, a fabric scoop. Okay.
1: Pretty good.
0: I actually went with the... Um, it's technically their, like, commuter upright positioned type, uh, saddle. Yeah. So, like, old grandma type bike. It's supposed to go on those. Yeah. But um, the shop owner where I got it from uh, he's an old uh, boss of mine, and he's like, my entire mountain bike team races a saddle just because of how comfortable it is, and it's super light. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, go for comfort, you know? If, right. That's what I'm going for with the saddle, is honestly just comfort. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think comfort's number one. I ended up coming away with my, from my fit with... Actually, my bars went up a little bit, so higher bars. Really? Yeah, it helps minimize that hip angle that I'm having yeah. issues with. I uh, got the new saddle, and uh, actually, what kind of saddle? First off, it's a WTB saddle. Um, don't know what that stands for, but great saddle. Um, what's the width? Uh, I forgot what the width was on it. Definitely wider. 135, I think. That's super thin. Okay, it might be like it's okay. got one hundred forty five, one hundred fifty five. That makes sense. Yeah, it's. I think my last one's one hundred thirty five. Maybe that's That would make sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's considerably wider and it's a lot more comfortable. Um, I also came up with shoe insoles. I, I really. Think, yeah, I don't think a lot of people all uh, think of their their, you know, like they go for a really good fitting shoe, which is super important, right? But, I I never knew this, but I have high arches. See, so I have flat feet. Okay, well, so you're good. Like, yeah, um, mean, yeah, that actually be a waste of money. I actually have insoles that I got with my mountain bike shoes. Yeah, and I took the insole wow, out of was in there. completely, Yeah, well, I have like that normal insole that you get in a shoe. Yeah, they had an insole like a Ooh. low arch insole. I just took that out. Really? Because like, wow, it's completely, completely flat. Completely flat. Yeah, see, mine are mine were so arched and I've never noticed it, but I've always had like pressure on the bottom of my feet when pedaling. I just thought that was normal, like part of riding a bike is your feet don't feel awesome. But I put those insoles in, started pedaling on the bike. Was the most comfortable experience on my bike I've had. Out of every shoe, every bike I've ever had. It just felt great. So that was like kind of reaffirming that okay, like, this is a good purchase. <laughs> you know? Where where was that pressure? Just right under my arch. So Oh okay. Kind I've of never felt I, get, it I guess I guess the inside of my arch. Yeah. Like, you know, when you have a pretty high arch, essentially you're you're flexing if yeah, you have yeah, so you're fine. you're repetitively flexing and pushing down really hard against your arch, and I would get numb feet sometimes or hot hot feet, hot spots. Um yeah, so it just never felt that great. And I didn't even consider it until the guy that was fitting me, uh, he said, Hey, you've got, you got high arches, you know, let's let's get you on some insoles. Um, they were, you know, they were a little pricey. They were like $100. Yeah. Yeah. They wow. Were, they were a little expensive. But the nice thing about the insoles is you can use them for anything. So. Okay. I can, I can take them out. I can put them in my walking shoes, my, my ski boots, my winter rolls around. That's, That's good. good. And, yeah. And I asked them, I'm like, you know, how long do you, you, typical, and I don't remember exactly what brand I had. They weren't, they weren't super duper fancy. Like, they weren't laser cut or anything. But I asked them, how long do these And so he said, you're probably gonna get a, you know, at least five years on it. Okay, that's so, not bad. Then. Yeah, the way I see it, it's a long-term investment. Yeah, I, that's you know like, what, about twenty bucks a year yeah. for the next five years or for the next couple of years. So see when just sitting here with my feet in my shoes, yeah, I can feel the the bottom of my shoe with yeah. my arch, and that's so weird because I never thought about it. But just sitting here, i have super like I have canvas shoes on right now. I can if I think about it, I can, all I feel is the ball. Yeah, so, yeah, so I can feel the box, my arch yeah. touching the bottom of my shoes. That's weird. You know, you can't, I don't think you can be, there used to be a thing in the military yeah. where you couldn't, uh, you couldn't be conscripted. No, I don't think it is either. Now that they have an uh, insult, but uh, yeah, because you, you, you couldn't march. Uh, you know, that was a problem. you get flat feet, you couldn't march. Hmm. Yeah, kind of interesting.
1: Well, anyway, we're getting
0: a lot off topic. So yeah, um, my next thing. Yeah. Um, what's up? So in a few weeks, it's a dilemma of mine. i talked to you about it, already. Okay, I'm going talk about it on here. All right, all right, all right. Uh, So in a few weeks is uh, one of my favorite... <laughs> Sorry. Richard Rich <laughs> spilled water all I just, over <laughs> the ground. <laughs> it's just water. Just continue. Okay. <laughs> oh, my no, That's going to be so there, dry some, now. There's a towel right there. You just grab it. It's going it. to dry. It's water. Oh, you know. Okay, well. That's a mold comes in. You're moving out of this place. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so, so... Leave the mold for the next person. So, um in a few weeks uh, is a the Manashal crit yep it's uh, a fun crit in Wisconsin it's a local crit for me not only is it the, the Manashal crit but it's actually it's called the N.E.W. Omnium right so yeah. it's uh, I was know, only going to raise some crit though right yeah but it's part of a, a bigger event so the North, North- Northeast N.E.W. stands for Northeast Wisconsin Omnium which is uh, a time trial Saturday morning I believe it's a circuit race or like a road race. Yeah, yeah. And then the following day is the crit, which is what you're talking yeah. about right now. It's a great crit course. Um, it is one, two, corner crit, flat finish, you know, exactly what I like. And also, out of all the local crits in Wisconsin, it has the highest uh, payouts and premiums. So typically, they'll do like $100 per race, and they'll split that up into $10, 20, so you can make, you know, so you can make your entry fee back. But greens are fun. friends are great. They make good races. I like racing. Yeah. Um, the same day is the uh, well. It was the first. So this next weekend. Yeah. On May sixth uh, was supposed to be the first mountain bike race, except because it's been snowing so much here in Wisconsin, it was canceled and moved to that same day as the Menasha Crit, So it's, uh, it's the Iola... Iola mountain bike race. I yeah, yeah, it's got some other title to it. But... It's part of the Wisconsin Off-Road Series, which is uh, a 10-race series, of which I was probably going to focus on this year. Yeah. So it's, do I do... So that's a bit of a, yeah, that's a bit of a conundrum, right? Do I do the mountain bike race, or do I do... One of my favorite crit races. Do you want my take? Yeah, I want my take. Alright. Well I'm I'm not much of a mountain biker. I dabble. I'm on bike a little bit. But uh ex dirt bike racer. I yeah, I did used to race race dirt bikes. Um, but yeah, funny funny fact is that actually so I raced uh like motocross for about fifteen years. Basically since I was four, I grew up raced it. I you know I never got hurt, or maybe I maybe I did a couple times, but they were always like super minor or stuff that I just didn't need to go to the doctor for. So, the year after, I stopped racing motocross. So, I stopped when I was, like, 20 years old. It just got got to be too expensive, and I had so many friends that were, like, getting serious injuries. So, I was like, you know what? I'm just getting old enough where I I don't want to do this anymore. So, I stopped doing it. The summer after that, I broke my back mountain biking. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, specifically downhill mountain biking. But, yeah. Um... It's just kind of a weird thing, how it worked out like that. And then this last summer, I broke my mountain biking, so I, I've had pretty pretty poor record with mountain biking in the past. So maybe I'm not a huge fan, but uh, I think, anyways, uh, back to the back to the question: crit or mountain biking? crit. I would say crit. Do the crit this weekend. It's gonna be a lot of fun. The weather is still so crappy in Wisconsin, too. Like, but it's you're, it's, you're, so it's getting better. So it's May thirteenth. Yeah, it's so getting, we still have like. I don't know. I, it's getting, I mean, it, today's April 25th. Yeah. So I think it's three weeks. The way I see it is, do you want to drive however far? It's an hour. It's an hour away to do the race or you could literally do the race in your backyard. I think for most people, like, unless you're specifically doing a series, which I guess you kind of are. That, yeah, I'm specifically doing a series. Right. But this is a great race. Like the, the Manasha Crits, those are super, super fun. Great frames. They always get a pretty big field too. Like, to size. Yeah, because there's not a lot of races in the kind of the northeast. It's more like the central yeah. part of Wisconsin. So, yeah, I guess that's my take. If I were you, Ryan, I would do the crit. I think you'll have more fun doing the crit. I think the mountain bike race would be kind of cool too, but we're gonna all be at the crit, you know. Like, are your friends gonna be at the mountain bike races? Yeah. Alright, well mountain I'm not I'm not yet. gonna be there. <laughs> so I guess that answers your question. You get you just gotta do it. I'll keep you guys updated yeah. on that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll we'll see where that goes. Week to week update. <laughs> yeah. Will Ryan do the crit or will will do the mountain bike race. Stay tuned. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright. All right. So uh should we get into it? Well, Twilight? No, what, what else do we add? I, I thought so one thing I wanted to talk about was uh uh ride ethics. Ride ethics. For, so that's right. Specifically group ride ethics and maybe even more specifically like small groups. So like going out with just a couple buddies, um, Ryan, you just went on a group ride and you didn't have to. Could, could you even call it a group ride? It was like what you and a couple other people, 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 three other people, three, two pe- other people, people that will not be named because we don't need to name names on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it sounded like. Two hundred million like, of like, listeners out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know who you are, by the way. But yeah, so what happened what happened? In, in the group uh, so we're doing some. Um, so originally I thought it was just me and one other guy, one of our newer guys. And this is on the, the UW club cycle. Alright. Yeah. So, right. Um and uh so I brought my cross bike, which I threw thirty two millimeter tires on. Okay. It's kinda okay. my training bike yeah. because it's just kind of a fun bike to ride. It's comfy, it's got those old man thirty twos on it. Yeah. And, um, and it's, how you might Disc brakes. you might describe it as a gravel bike currently at this moment. Yeah it's right set now. It's up a like a, bike, yeah, too. yeah. So that's the bike. Uh, it's got yeah. a 42 tooth chain, or a chain ring. Yeah, so not really. It's got cross gears, so. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, someone shows up. Uh, so it's, me and him show up. Also, one other person shows up that didn't say he was talking And this is your friend, you know this person? Yeah. Okay, okay. Shows up in a skin suit and <laughs> a race bike. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, did he have an arrow helmet on So he No, he had this synth. Um, oh, he had a sometime. phone. Yeah, but... Okay full on race gear to do a sprint workout. Oh god. And I'm it I'm on my cross bike. Yeah. What is and what is the other kid Is he on like a, like he's on his place? road bike but he's new. Okay, so he's not so, but he's not rocking up with like an arrow skin suit. No, and no. uh he's just got, got some wheels and got like a club jersey on. Oh okay. You know? Alright yeah. I right. am pretty sure he's still a cat five. Oh okay. Yeah. So um but I was gonna we were gonna do a sprint workout, so but, so I thought it was just him so I was like I'm not gonna bring my race bike yeah and, and what so di- I'm gonna guess that he I mean I don't know I don't know I, I won know I won like two sprints two oh that's, that's you know that's not bad the fact that you got any of them you know? yeah just I was in my biggest gear the entire time oh man I guess that's the moral that's so, the that's the moral of the story like but overall yeah what do you do you what, what do you feel is it, is it kind of like, you know, whatever, show up on whatever bike, yeah. but once you gotta get into the, uh, I'm better than you kind of area where yeah. you know, the guy who shows up with his race bike kind of, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm the best, but it's like, okay, well, you showed up on, in your race gear, that I've got a cyclocross bike. Yeah, I, I get, I get what you're, where you're coming from, like. Okay, so, I, in my opinion, I think, I don't know how much trash talking was going on. Yeah, there was no trash talking, okay. but that's fine. it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me. I don't like losing. That's Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of a touchy-touchy thing, right? Because I don't want to tell people, you know, what bike to ride when they want to ride it. At the same time, you know, like, if you show up with all your race gear on just for, like, a workout, I think, you know, you might be going for some of those, those ego points and you know, that's some people live for those, but yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, with a small... To each their own. To each their own, right? Some that gets somebody some people off and that's what they like. But yeah, if you're going out with just like a couple buddies, uh, I don't think that's super appropriate. You don't have to like intentionally slow yourself down, but like maybe leave the race girls at You know? Maybe don't wear a skin suit. Like that's that. <laughs> okay, let's let's all agree on that. No skin suits unless literally every other person... Yeah, fair enough, fair yeah. enough, fair yeah. enough. Now, there's also the circumstance where sometimes you get these, like, super big groups, I mean, they super competitive rides, and you literally get guys that show up on race day, or not race day, ride day, excuse me, like, the morning of the ride, and they're, like, there to race. They're ready to go. So, for example, uh, the Bicycle Dr. Nervous Ski Shop, uh, those guys, awesome shop, looking in in Dousman, Wisconsin, there's, a, there's an 8 a.m. ride that leaves there most of the like, well, most of the riding season, uh, every Saturday morning, and there's, like, that's like a road race, like, people show up, and they, like, attack the ride, they ride super hard, it ends with a big, big sprint, so, yeah, like, people show up with their race wheels, and they, like, do team tactics on the, the ride, and it, it always kind of, like, when I first started doing the ride, I thought, wow, it's kind of strange, but that's, you know, that's, for some people, like, that's how they get their fix, and that, that's that's totally different cuz if you wanted to show up and just be like, I'm just going to sit on the back, Yeah. it's a pretty easy ride. But if you're like, I'm going to treat it as a race, then you go to the front, and it's a race. Yeah. You can you can choose whichever one, so it's like, it, it's kind of to show right? up in my race gear and race this, or I'm just going to show up and kind of just sit on, sit on the back. Yeah, it always gets kind of weird, though. That's what's so cool about it is, like, there's literally... To, you know, There's a group of people that everybody on the ride is thinking something different, right? Like, some people are, like you said, thinking about it as a race. It always gets kind of weird, though, like, when something happens, you it know. It Well, yeah, right. So, like, at some group of people are trying to keep it in, like, a nice pace line. You just go really fast. And then somebody tries to, like, sprint off the front and go for a town line sign. And then everybody gets back together and yells at each other. And I, I always thought that gets kind of weird. So it's nice to have like almost like a ride shepherd sometimes. And that's that's another thing. In rides like that, it's just people yelling at each other constantly. Oh god, it's it doesn't. And I stunk don't get it. No. If, if you're one of those people that yells at other people on the ride, chill out. Stop it. Don't chill out. out. <laughs> unless unless somebody's doing some something like blatant dangerous, like uh, overlapping wheels. Even even that. Even I think a, a majority of the things that happen on a ride just require like a gentle like touch on the hip and like say like hey man like you know can you not do that and then usually the person stops but if someone pulls off to the wrong side oh because the wind is coming from a certain direction that's the worst thing you don't have to scream at them right it's you know what it's a crosswind nobody nobody is perfect yeah it's it's one of the silliest things Here's another controversial uh, uh, ride question: If A ride ends in a sprint at the end of the ride, not a town line sprint, like you know, a big end of the ride sprint. Who is allowed to sprint? Is there is there is there any rule there? Uh, I think certain group rides have their own rules. Yeah. Um, if you call your group ride a race, I think it's. Like for anyone, it's a a drop ride, you mean? Like it's a hard hard ride? I think it's different where people will say drop ride and then people say this group ride is a race. Like, you know. Do people ever really say that though? Yes. I think it's always implied. People say it's basically a race. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If they say it's basically a race, you kind of do whatever. I'm guessing you're not tailing gunning off the back with. The old guys are just there to ride, yeah. But you're probably up in the mix, you know. I don't think if you're trying to go, like to win that final sprint, I don't think you're not in the mix, yeah. That makes sense. I guess there's always been this, this belief, uh, in some rides where if you don't take any pulls in the front, see, that's a group ride, yeah, yeah. it's a group ride, you should, yeah. But if it's basically a race. I I say as long as you're in the next. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think you should earn your turns. Like, if you want to sprint it out in the very end of the ride, you should, at least, if it's a group ride, yeah, take a couple pulls in the front. You don't have to, like, kill yourself. I guess that's my opinion. I think that's always one of the hottest, like, hotly debated topics of, of any ride, right? Everybody wants to, like, win the town line sprint, and everybody wants to be, like, a fair fight. You know, like, nobody just gets a free ride. And you got to remember, too, it's a group ride. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, people are just going to jump in their car and go home. Well, yeah, there's no results posted. Like, yeah. There's, yeah, it's just for fun. But I think it's just so fascinating, like, the psychology of group rides. Group rides. Like, at, in different parts of the country, I bet it's oh, completely yeah. different, right? Like, in California, where they have group rides going. That is, all, is. Well, Yeah, some of them, like, I've heard people talk about, um, like, the Swami's ride yeah. in California. There's, like, something like the Rose Bowl ride. Again, I don't. I I don't. Really, I've heard about these things on other podcasts, like SoCal Cycling Podcast. Yeah. that's a good one. Um, they talk about this quite a bit. Where there's guys that go on those rides that they literally hire a coach. Someone. Yeah, else. I. It, you know that might happen around us too. That's I guess. getting popular. Yeah, people Hiring they just want they, they just want to throw down on their group ride. Yeah, right? they want to show everybody else that they're strong and. Um, that's yeah. That's crazy. I I never in a million years would have thought that you yeah. know in in 2018, we get people that hire coaches so they can, you know, do a charity ride. They can throw down on their local, uh, you know, uncompetitive, well, competitive but not official race group ride. They get coaches so they can uh, do well in swift racing indoors. Like, man, if you would have told me these things a couple years ago, I would really have just thought they were complete, you know, fake, fake news. <laughs> I just saw you peering at all the waters, but- Carpet. I'm just checking on it. Yeah, don't worry, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so anyways, uh, we've rambled on quite a bit about a number of different topics, uh, but what we're trying to do with this specific podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about Athens, right? You want to roll into Athens now? Alright, right? yeah, Is let's there get anything started? else that, that we haven't talked about that you want to? Uh, I think that's good for this week. Yeah. Keep, okay. Keep other topics for other weeks. Okay. Cool. So, alright, Athens. Athens Twilight. Yeah, Athens Twilight. The Athens Twilight has been going on for, ooh, I think it's like 37 years. It's like upper 30 years. So I think, is it the oldest uh, crit race in America? That's the oldest Twilight crit, crit race, I believe. Okay. I think Athens was the first Twilight race. And I, let me give you a brief history that's vaguely correct, probably mostly incorrect. Don't uh, quote like me on that. Don't quote me on any. This is well, the whole life you're on. So, if you're talking to someone who doesn't race, go yeah. ahead and tell them. Uh, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, so I think I uh, believe it, a man by the name of Gene Dixon organized the Athens Twilight, and a lot of it was based off of uh, I think they were like, uh, you know, Criterion for more of a European thing. But that's where they really got their start. Where they would have these races around, you know, like, like beer gardens or you know bars, and people would drink and watch the race. Right? Like that's kind of what American for racing is today so that fo- that format was brought over and tried and it was it was applied to, to Athens where um, you know the racers don't start until I think like 10 or 11 at night it's at night like I just said uh, it's in a college town too so you know all of the college kids come out it's kind of like a rite of passage in that area for you know if, uh, if you go to the school go out you know, have a couple of beers, watch the Athens Twilight. See, I think that's huge for a crit race. Yeah. is coming up with a way to get the community to be part of it. And that's why Athens is so big. Right. Because yes. they engage the entire community. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think pretty much every crit in America that's that's yeah. big, that has a following that people know about, the only reason they know about it is because there's there's such a following within that of the race, if you think about like Tulsa Tough, I mean—is that the one with uh, private deal? Yep, yeah, yeah private deal. Uh, yeah, there's there's tons of people that watch those races every single day. They come out. It's really more of a party that yeah. is in every next single to a bike race. Every single other day of the year, they do not care about cycling at all. No. But once that race comes into town, everybody's there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Even. a a criterion that we've been to a couple times, the Downers Grove crit. That's the same thing. I mean, the course. There's nothing special about the course. It's no. a 4 corner crit on crappy, crappy roads. Yeah, there's but, a lot. There's quite a bit of potholes. Yeah, it's it's like it's probably one of the worst road surfaces um, that you could race on. Especially like corner two, where you're going slightly downhill into a really jagged right hand corner. But it's got such a following. Uh, it's been going on thirty, 30 to forty thousand people every year. Yeah, they've got a super clean. They've got food, beer. I mean, pretty much if you add beer to any crit race, all you can it's gonna drink, drink beer. Yes, it's gonna make it twice as good for sure without it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so and that's part of the formula of Athens too. I mean, I think a, a beer company sponsors or is one of the sponsors of the race. Um, it used to be that um, some of the pros that missed out on the tour or some of the other races. Or Giro, I don't know. They would come over and they would do Athens. Again, I'm not going to give specific names because I don't know specific names and I don't know specific details. But these are the kind of things that happen. We're talking like, we're talking about Athens. Like, we're making it up as we go. But, no, believe us. This is a huge race. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, speeds every year average around like 32 to 33 miles per hour for the hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's it's known as the fastest crit in America. That's a bit of a swore, and it's true. It's it is literally the fastest crit in America. If you win Athens, you're seriously fast. You've got some huge speed behind you. Yeah. Uh, and just for perspective, uh, pretty much every other race it's gonna average around twenty eight to twenty nine. Yeah, that's a that's like a fast yeah, fast that's race. A, yeah. Pretty a average. typical race. Yeah. So it would be 32, 33, over the same amount of time, that's fast. That's nuts. That's yeah. someone at the front drilling constantly. Yeah. When you start out in this race, I mean, you have got to be hoping that you get a good uh, start position. Good start, start position. I don't. Athens used to do something called the super pole, or maybe it's called something different. Where they would they basically put everybody on a trainer and they would do yeah some shorter effort to determine uh, the that? start position, yeah. and that was crucial because. It's so fast. It's so fast from the gun. You really can't move up in this race. They, they eliminate, like, I think it's like 20 or 50 people after the first 20 minutes. Yeah. It's it's a lot of people that end up not making it past five laps. Just and just to condense it. Yeah. Because it, it's so hectic. Yeah, yeah. For the riders. Yeah, for the riders. And they pull people right away, too. That's how fast it is, too. 125 starters. Yep. If you're 125 starters, that's who's just registered right now. I'm pretty sure it's capped at 125. I think, yeah. But, yeah, if you, if you get, you know, if you're off the back from that race, they pull you right away. There's actually been a couple of years. I remember, I think there was a video, it might have been 2011 or 2014, I think it was 2011, where a moto actually stalled on one of the corners, and it caused a massive pileup. And I think it normally, normally at most sprints, I mean, that would have been, um, you know, really fast, really high-speed crash. But being that it was Athens, watching the speed that those guys were hitting the motorbike and hitting the barriers was just... So, yeah, we talked a little bit about Adgeese. We've expanded on our our limited knowledge. Uh, uh, Maybe bullshitting you guys, but, you know, we we try to get our facts right, but we don't promise anything. Um, But, yeah, the next thing that we're going to roll into is uh, we're going to look at who's racing the race. uh, Some of our predictions. Uh, We'll look at the men's and the women's podiums. So, uh, Ryan, uh, who do you think is going to win this race? So, I'm going... Uh, right off the back, the, the John John Murphy, former winner of Athens, For, former winner. Uh, he won last year's twenty seventeen edition of Athens. Uh, he might have won more Athens than that, but yeah, he's fast. The reason, sure. the reason why, is because first off, he's fast. Second off, his team dominated. it uh, Citadel. Dominated last year. They got three people in the top ten. Yeah, I believe they went one and two on that race with John Murphy and Ty Magner. Ty Magner is not racing this year. He right. made it up to the big leagues racing for Aqua Blue. Okay. Okay. So, so he's, he's not racing back to her now. Not coming back for Athens. Not racing Athens this year. He's missing out. Otherwise, he would have been my pick. <laughs> yeah, that's fast. Yep. All right. And then uh, second off, I got Daniel Holloway, Hollywood. Okay, uh, he's he's uh, he was up there last year. He's always consistent with his with his racing. Dan- Danny Hall is he's a uh, he's actually coming off a season of racing uh, some World Cup track events. Uh, I think he specializes in the endurance events, endurance track events. How do you think that's going to affect his performance coming into uh, in the season is that gonna, do you think it's going to help him? Is that going to put him off the pace? I mean, uh, he's basically going from. a the year he won Downer, I believe he did the same thing where he spent all winter track racing. You know what? I think you're right. Yeah, he, he uh he's always been a big guy to go over and do those six day events. Yeah. Uh, so I think track the track events. racing helps him. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think there's a lot of crossover there. I just there is a big difference though between, you know, a twenty minute race and a uh, an hour and a half crit, so, yeah. so we'll see how we'll see how I have my last. Last one on the podium. I'm gonna choose uh, another guy from Jal Jalowesco Holo- Citadel. Uh, Brian Miguel. Okay. I think I are think you, they're just gonna right. throw t- another two on on the on the podium. So you're going one two Jalowesco Citadel. No, I think I think uh, one three. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. I got gotcha. Daniel Holloway second. But I think they okay. could throw two two again on on three. Solid, solid picks. Alright, well, I'll uh, I'll give you my podium. Not gonna lie, I have a pretty similar podium as you. Um, I do think, so yeah, I, I think John Murphy is gonna win, win it again this year. Um, he just has the team uh, to really light it up. Last year, they basically had a full lead-out. They controlled the race. They were over the front. Um, I don't really see how the race is gonna end in a breakaway. I think there's just too much firepower in the field, unless they let one of the Hollowesco Citadel riders into a break. But in that in that case, I don't think he has any incentive to work with the other riders in that break. Thus, I think they'd all end up coming back to the field anyway. So, yeah, I think Hollowesco Citadel is going to be a pretty fast lead out, and I think John Murphy is going to take it. Um, you know what? I'm also going to go one two. Actually, I'm yeah, I'm not going to go. One, two. Yeah, I'm going to say. Uh, Second place is going to be, uh, uh, let's see, Brian Gomez of Holodisco uh, Citadel. I think that's going to be the last man to lead out. And I think, uh, I think they're going to go 1-2 on the podium. A little change this year, too. Uh, UH, UHC is going to be racing this year. So UHC is going to be racing. This year. I think I think they might be able to get someone on the podium. For sure, top five. Uh, I don't think UHC is in this race. Yeah, yeah. Team United Healthcare. Yeah, there is a there is a Team United Healthcare, but it's Team it's United Healthcare of Georgia. I don't believe that's the same team that you're thinking of. No, United Healthcare the Seven O. I don't know. That's really interesting. Okay, so United Healthcare of Georgia. That's that team's registered, and then there's also the yeah, Team United Healthcare. Um, so yeah, maybe uh, maybe there is a, a UHC. If they're there, I think they take the top five. You, you put somebody in the top five? I don't think they ever show up to a race and don't take top five. I honestly don't know <laughs> if this is actually being made up there, Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's Straight not about our research. Not very yeah. clear. As you guys can see, we uh, we really don't do research for this show. We just kind of talk out of our asses for a um, while. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, though. It is. It's really. Yeah. We keep everybody on, on the edge of their seats. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. All right, you know what? If that, if that is a real UHC, I'm going to say, yeah, you know what? One of those riders, uh, David Vargas, is going to be in the top. You know what? I didn't finish my podium. Though.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I still haven't picked my third place. I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Perry of uh, Texas Roadhouse. So, uh, Danny Holloway's teammate. I think uh, he's a really strong sprinter. I think... Uh, you know, I think Daniel Holloway is a pretty marked man in terms of uh, these bigger races, really in terms of ever, ever, any race that he's in. So I think he's going to have to pull off some pretty impressive riding to get onto the podium. I'm thinking that Kyle Perry can kind of sneak in there. He's a little bit lesser known name, but a guy with a super strong sprint, really good kick. So that's my podium. All right, sweet. Plus the men. I'm the women. I'm the women. All right, uh, do you want to go first on this one, now? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. So, to start off, uh, Pita Mullins from Hoggins, former winner, last year, is not racing. Not racing, not racing. Not sure why she's not racing. she probably moved out. She's probably on a bigger than anything. Well, I don't know. Maybe I, feel like, I feel like, you know, if you're taking first place, that happens. Especially for women, that shows a lot. She really dominated a lot of the crits last year. Probably. Yeah. She won pretty much everything. I mean, not everything, but like she was every race that she was at, she was on the podium or she won last year. So she's mm-hmm. been a dominant force in the U.S. crit scene. Not really sure where she is uh, this year. I'm yeah, sure so so for me, um, top spot, I'm going to give to a fearless femme. Oh, okay. Uh, another Australian. Fearless femme racing. Uh, Beck Wiasak. I don't, I don't think she's racing for that, though. This year. Well, she's registered as fearless. Then. Oh, okay, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think she at least takes top three. Okay, uh, and then okay. The, uh, the Papa John's team girl. Papa John's, uh, is always at the front of every race. So you're just putting you're just putting one of the one of the Papa John's riders on. The no, race. I've seen. So, yeah, I, I'm just gonna just say just, one just of probably, probably okay. okay. Well, because uh, the girls who were on there last year. Okay, but I think uh, Pop John put someone on the podium. Yeah, you know what? I'd say that's that's, that's reasonable. And then uh, Mellow Mushroom, Mellow Mushroom, Mellow Mushroom. No. So, no, not, but, you're not going. You're not going. they They all change teams. <laughs> okay. Actually, so, no. I sh- I shouldn't say no. that. Uh, uh Laura then glider. You know, I. She, I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty sure she's racing for Mellow Mushroom. All right. All right. So Ryan's putting uh just random teams on the uh, podium. But no, no, no. You picked, you're picked. You picked your top, your top rider. You did your research, right? Um, okay. Wait, Laura Van Glader is racing for Mellow Mushroom. Oh, okay. so I think she gets What like, a great team part. name, by the way. Mellow Mushroom. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pizza place. Oh, it's pizza. You've never been there? No. It's really, really expensive. Uh, it's like a heavy major thing. It's all in off. I don't know, Did we just divulge too much information? No, we, we've already told you said I go the UW-1 oh shit that was, a, that was a lot of information that was a lot we're going to stop his. yeah I think I already see people gathering outside our window sure. alright anyways uh, okay yeah. Ryan you've got your podium yeah so That's I good. got Fearless Fem Papa, Papa John bell no, sure. Musher nice solid good picks yeah I think I think you're onto something there Um. alright my podium let's see I'm going to also go with Beck uh Wisek, uh, really don't know how that name name is pronounced. Actually, no one, no, that's that's my second place. I think I think Beck Wisek, she's gonna she's gonna be in second place. She's a great rider. Um, she was at America Fairyland this year, super super fast. I think she won it. She's very impressive. But do you know what first place? First place is gonna go to uh, um, Samantha Schneider. I was just about to say shop, shop, I, yeah, no, Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. Yeah, Schneider. I just saw her name on there. I was about to say, Ooh, I did not see her before. Shout out Wisconsin. Uh, shout out IS Corps. Going to be at the race this year. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's our, sweet. Our old manager at the bike shop we both worked at was uh, Sam and, um, what's his sister? Who's her sister? Uh, Scott. Scott. Yeah. Their dad was his coach. I don't know if it was, he, was his yeah, he was his coach. Yeah, he was his coach. Yeah. He, he was telling me, like, he would go over there to like, talk about training and stuff. Oh, and okay. they were, like, three years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Fun fact. They're kind of famous now. They're pretty fast. They're, they're fast as they honestly. They were probably top ten fastest women in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Typically, I know I have... uh, Skyler got signed to Yep, uh, typically IS4 would be uh, doing some work for their, their former rider, Sky Schneider, Samantha's sister, uh, who both of those riders were super fast. Uh, Sky actually went to uh, the UCI World Tour women's team Bolt's Doman, which mm-hmm. is the most dominant team in all women's cycling. Yeah, it's got um, um, Lizzie Dine on it. Oh, huh. Lizzie Dine. Dinein. Dinein. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. She got pregnant, though. Oh, it's She's okay. not racing anymore. Yeah. Well, next year. Until next year? Yeah. yeah. Probably can't do that one. Probably not. They have enemy, uh, no. Anna Vannebregen, who just won Liège, On Liège, the new yeah. position. Yeah. And she pretty much won every other race this year. She sincere. won Flanders, too. And she won Amstel, I think, as well. She's, yeah, yeah, she's been dominated. That's scary. How do you get back at it? I, I don't know. Like, like I, I said last time, women are a cool. lot more consistent. It's like you see the same. You see I a lot think, of the same faces. I think if it, it's a smaller pool, yeah, you get, uh, you the, the people that like the hyper competitive, not hyper competitive, the one like or two percent cheapers. above people, yeah, they kind they stand out. I So agree. like, they, like they have more Peter Sagan you know, just because the pool is smaller, you you get a few people that do kind right. of to the top. Yeah, which is it's kind of. There's, there's so yeah. There's too many people. There's yeah. Too many guys, especially if it's um, not like a major race. Yeah. yeah. And then like some random guy wins, and you're like, it just came out of nowhere. Who's that? <laughs> not like it isn't cool, but it's nice. It makes it hard to follow. Yeah. It it hard. You know. You want to like root for somebody in a race, right? You want somebody to be, uh, you know, to to, to I don't know, be in the final. And it's, it's, oftentimes, it's just not how it works. Like this last weekend at Leage Beston age Again, it's probably. the using it as an example uh like this last weekend bob young mm-hmm. was one who's a great rider but like you know just kind of out of nowhere right it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to follow. yeah that's why i like, her, like racing that's what guys we talk about the guys we're talking about we're gonna be talking about them all year yeah all season long every race that they line up to you know it's, it's the same people at this all the races yeah and that's what makes it awesome yeah anyways i'm gonna finish out my podium with third cycling, and she also races for Papa John's I the So, yeah, that's my podium. Alright. Now we got the, uh, where are we watching Athens? Where are we watching Athens? Well, I believe there's a live stream for Athens. Alright. Yeah. Well, where are you watching Athens? I'm going to be in Green Bay. You're going to be in Green Bay? You're you're helping uh, your girlfriend move out of her apartment. We're We're going to watch it, though. She wants to watch it. She wants to watch it? That's yeah. pretty cool. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch Red Hook for Athens. That's a, that's a really great question because, unfortunately, they're on the same day. I'm at the same time, I'm pretty sure. I kind not want to watch Red Hook. I don't want to watch Red Hook. Yeah. Because it's just such an exciting race. Don't get me wrong. Athens is a super exciting race as well. But with Red Hook, the course is so technical. It's it's it's, oh, it's broadcasting. Red Hook is? Yeah. They, yeah, really, I think they so. really focus on the the viewership. Yeah, that's true. Um, Red Hook is just like a crazy race to watch, too. Yeah. Like, there's so many crashes. Like, people are just throwing bombs the entire race, like, trying to go for it. So, I mean, Athens is super exciting. Man, that's, that's just such a tough decision. I don't know. Are they on at different times? I'm pretty, pretty sure they. The, the final of each go off, both go off at nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, well if if, I, if possible I'm gonna try to watch both of them. If not, I think I'm gonna watch Red Hook. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll recap those races next week. Yeah, we'll talk about what happens, uh, some of the winners, some of the losers. Uh, I think we already have our podium predictions for both of those races after today. So it'll be interesting to see how wrong we are. When we down to it when But hey, cycling is a hard sport to guess like we were just talking about. It. Yeah. You, it, you never know when some guy who's all of a sudden coming up, all of a sudden he starts winning at all the races. Yeah, right? And then next week, you know, he's you know, in, in the in the dopey town and uh, <laughs> maybe that maybe he doesn't show up any more races because something happened. That's I'm, Well that's kind of crazy. Uh uh I think it was in twenty sixteen when the red hook got popped for doping. Really? really? Yeah, he, he he was a Colombian guy. Um, I remember, like, what it was like. They had, like, pinkish kits. I remember what the kits looked like. I forgot what team.
1: Was, I think if like, I, I saw,
0: saw the kits, yeah, I would have. Yeah, I vaguely remember his name, but yeah, he got, he got popped for um, People People dope for anything in, in cycling amateur, condos. I bet people dope on group rides. There's been, like, uh, Three three like masters riders who have get, been caught for motor doping. When did that happen? It's been going on like throughout the year. What? Yeah. It's always Masters. Oh, it's always Masters. It's, like, I don't I don't know. Why why and and you yeah. would want to do that? No. And yeah, it there's it just it's weird that there's there's historically there's been like a very high incident of doping in master cycling. Um I think it's they they were at a really high level and just every single year now they get less and less and less and they probably hate it. Um I yeah, I don't I don't know. And that's not to say like maybe they hate a midlife crisis too. <laughs> I guess it depends on how, how old the person is. But like I need to be about there's I think yeah, part of part of it might be that. I think part of it is like um, and that's not to say most masters dope. Like obviously they don't. It just and there's still a very small incident that incident that do. But anybody, yeah, it seems like anytime you go into USA Cycling or, or any kind of like uh, press releases put out, it's it's, a, it's typically like some kind of masters rider. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think okay. This is my this is my take. This is my guess um, for masters racers, I think rugs. Or any kind of performance enhancing drug has more of an effect because a lot more people have limited resources. Like, you know, when you're younger and you have more time to ride and race, it's pretty easy to, like, just kind of see, oh, I just need to put in more effort and more hours. And then you're seeing the big gains. Yeah, and then you see the gains, especially, yeah, when you're a little bit younger, you see more rapid Yeah. I think, yeah, when you, when you start to get a little bit older, I think everything just kind of slows down. And I think the drugs just have a bigger effect. I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be the I think you find a lot of young, more younger people using them too. If, if that was the case, right? If they also um, weren't getting the same games from just training. Yeah. yeah. All right. Social media recommend. Social media recommend. You know, we we looked at our phones like ten minutes before we recorded this podcast, and I I still don't have anything anybody in mind, but I'll think about it while you. Your social media recommend. Alright, mine is going to be none other than Phil Gaiman. Oh, nice. Uh, if you don't know who Phil Gaiman is, uh, he was uh, a, race, a pro, pro racer um, for 10, 10 or 15 years, but spent uh, only two years in the world tour. Since, uh, since then, he's published three books and now does a YouTube series and podcast that is all about the world tour professional cycling but from a retired perspective. Kind of a cool thing about his podcast too, it's called the uh, The Real Talent with Phil Diamond. Um, he interviews a lot of people that aren't pro cyclists. Like he I think he's done some, some interviews with he's done him. a hockey player he's done a the Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah, he's done a hockey player, he's done uh, some musicians, yeah. actors. He did act yeah, he had a Actor buddy who uh, was on like some soap opera that Days of was days rides. I think it was Days for a lot of Our yeah, Lives. Yeah, and went on group rides with them. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. I, obviously, he does cyclists as well, but his podcast focuses a lot on people that are, are just hyper talented. Truly gifted? Yeah, and just kind of like getting into their brain. Like, I think a lot of it is kind of a dichotomy of, of talent itself and you know, are we, is talent something that we just have? Like, you know, are we just born? Are, are there certain people in this world that are just gifted with more talent? Take Michael Woods, for example, second place at Bash uh, that's on the stage. He started bike racing at 23. Yeah, he was a, he was a former took, runner. took like two years to get to the world tour. When he was 17, he ran a sub-four minute sub-four-minute mile. Yeah. That's mental. That's panel. Yeah. So you can put that person on a paddleboard and maybe paddleboard will Yeah. Like, that's... I think there's just something to the the idea that, you know, you can work as hard as you want, but there are just some people that are gifted, like, that just have what it takes. So, awesome podcast. Um, Yeah. All right. Do do you have anything to No, yeah. Now I remember who I was going to recommend. I'm going to recommend... Gus Morton, uh, specifically on Instagram. Uh, brother to uh, World Tour Racer, Lachlan Morton. Oh, okay. Those two, they did some film film projects called Thereabouts, which are awesome. I think they can be found on Vimeo. They did three editions of them. Uh, really funny guy, really interesting uh, uh, pictures and posts. So, those two, they the brothers, they kind of, um, you know, they, they, I don't know, They really, like, bond over, over, you know, cycling and really epic adventures, too. So, they've just been on some some really cool trips. So, it's cool to see what's come about in terms of, like, video. I think he also does a podcast as well called Disc Breaks Radio. Um, But I think break is spelled B-R-E. You'll have to double check that. But, yeah, super interesting guy. He's actually on the Specialized Rocket Espresso team as well. Oh. Racing. He's a former pro rider as well. I think he... With Jelly yeah. Belly. Yeah, and most recently he was on Jelly Belly. And then before that, uh, he's an Australian guy, so he was doing some, yeah. some condom racing over in Australia. A little bit, uh, too, about uh, about uh, 2. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, the movie that he did, it, it's kind of more of a documentary, I guess. It, yeah, they're more of a documentary. I didn't really explain uh, that, that well. Just, just a little bit about the movie him and a few of their friends who uh, all of the other guys are American racers uh, um, Taylor, Taylor Finney, Finney yeah. and then um, another guy who I believe raced for Cannondale Cameron Worf okay. who's actually now a Yes. Yeah. but uh, they go through California I believe it was California or Arizona wow. one of those states but they go through a town that it's illegal to ride a bike through Oh, yeah, so they, they were stopped by the police and told to walk their bikes through this town that's like a quarter mile walk. Which is hilarious because there's, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's nothing It's there. illegal to ride a bike. Yeah. I think it was, it might have been in, uh, yeah, Arizona or Utah. I think. Yes, one of those Yeah, yeah, somewhere. yeah. All right. So uh, are you done? Yeah. All right. I think we're good. Make sure if you're listening to this, uh, give us a review on iTunes. We love reviews. Yep. Uh, we need reviews. Rate us. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> you could be our first review. I mean, who knows? That's a privilege, yeah. right? Uh, the next podcast, uh, Recap, Twilight, Athens Twilight and yeah. uh, Red Hook. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we might uh, have some special guests coming on as well. Uh, those are to be determined. But we'll continue to roll through the racing. We're going to continue to bring you guys the, uh, the hard-hitting coverage that we deliver on a weekly basis. Continue to follow the uh, USA Crits calendar, and, yeah, there's racing to be done. It's, yeah, it's, we're going to let you know what we're up to. Yeah, we're going to let you know what we're up to. It's it's almost going to be May, so we're in, like, the last weekend of April. The sun is out, finally, in Wisconsin. Finally warm. Bike racing season has officially started, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about our racing, we're going to be talking about pro racing, and we're going to be rambling on like we usually do. All right, cool. Great. All right, well, until next time, guys, peace out.